ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I want to start this shit off straight. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And I'm talking tough. You're talking to what? You're a phony Montana. What the? This ain't Tony Montana. It's phony Montana. Clever. You can't do shit, y'all. Now I know. Media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me. It's me. I don't care what you say on the radio, but it's me. I know you. This nigga's talking crazy. I am f***ing somebody up. And physically, I mean. Hold it now. It's radio. Tough Talk Radio, where the streets are talking and everybody is talking. Because I do talk tough and I do do tough things. What's cracking with you, Playboy? Shit, man. How you doing, famo? Oh, man, you know how it is, man. Shit, we out here living. I know you are. San Diego, shit is expensive as shit. You know? I know it is. is. I know it is. Eight dollars a gallon of gas and shit, man. Shit. I be get working. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I be working to get money to pay for work to get to work. I must break you. That's crazy. Me, but not. Nah, it's like six like six and some change up there. Shit is fucking crazy man shit ain't no joke you know what I'm saying you are listening to Tough Talk Radio we will be right back I'm not a two-stepping man I said I do not dance it's a gun inside my pants and the whole world's in his hands it's the said the messiahs and moccasins trying to save the kids and them apartments and show a way to live with other options opulence decadence black excellence and lots of it I can copy newest Beamer Bentley or Balenciaga I can pay for this little nigga scholarship I ain't caught up in rap nigga politics Play with me, you playing yourself, playing with death, saying my prayer. Kathy and Carl got a K on the shelf. I'm in DeKalb County, you'll be carrying catering chef. Cooking up another plate of the best. Me and Chris, body popping like it's Chris Cole. Fried chicken, I'm licking her thighs, then I put my face in her breast. I took a drive, my plug on the west side of Atlanta. He known of a nest, guys, with a hammer on camels and headshots. On the camera, but knock out a dreadlock. That's a felony charge, he called the F. Niggas, Connor, the Ang, get X'd out. But I only been here cause I'm trying to help. Only one you can help is Nigga yourself. Said it, I can't. Damn lie, ain't dapping no hands. Sanitize, gon' slide on your man. Landslide, it's a nine in my pants. Hancock, you gon' try to recant, you can now. I can step on the ant, ant pile. I'ma shoot at the ground, dance now. Dance, dance, dance. 
This is Tough Talk Radio, where the streets is talking and everyone's talking, and I am your host, Rich Martini. I'm alongside my co-host, Mr. Who? Mr. Preston, the one and only. So for all those that don't know, this is Mr. Red-Handed, you know, the infamous Red-Handed. What's good with you, man? What's good, famo? You all right? Let's get it. I'm I'm great, man. Ah, uh, that's what I like to hear. Man, great. Great to have you on the show, bro. That's what I like to hear. Yes, sir. What's going on, Playboy? Shit, man. You know, the grind continues. I hear that. You know say. So look, man, me and Red, we go back. And uh, I remember the first time I met this man, he was opening up for um, Kid Capri. And man. I said, yo, I sent him some beats. I gave him a CD of beats. You remember all this? Damn, hell yeah. And then ever since then, you know, we just communication. Yep. Met him out in Vegas and uh the man opened the world to us and I owe a lot to this man right here. I learned a lot from this brother. This is my brother, man. I'm saying this is another one of my brothers, Mr. Red Handed oh, Man. For sure, that's true. So this cat, not only was he an MC, he also ghostwriter for a lot of cats. Facts. So Red, you know, how how did ghostwriting or or first off, if you don't mind, can you uh, inform us on some of the artists that you ghostwriter for? Then it wouldn't be ghostwriting. But how did you get into ghostwriting? I mean, how did that all transpire? I think like I think it happened when um when um I was working with Fox. Ain't no stopping this. No kidding about the run of Metropolis. Now hold on. Ilana about to shut it down. You know Fox, nothing new. King bitch come through with Canary Crown. Frozen. Sean John Frozen. Good Earl Jean and a nice pair of Hogan's. I got the LV loafers. Yeah, the same ones in the posters. We doing it, Fox. Okay. And um, her brother, her brother needed some work done on some songs. You know, and um... He was going to be a, a part of her... Was it the first album he was going to be a part of? I think it was the second album okay. he was going to be a part of. And uh, he needed me to write a song. And um, that's where we started. That's how it all started. You know, the whole ghostwriting thing. And, you know, and, and don't let anybody know. It, it was a secret in the beginning. And it was yeah. like, nah, man, you know, I need, I need help, you know. Yeah. So, and he liked my pen game. So I just started writing. And um, he had got a side deal also. So okay. we was working on his, we was working on his album, you know. At that time, we started work like immediately started getting in the studio every day working on his album. Gavin got Gavin had like three deals, man. Never dropped the album. That was the crazy part. Yeah, you know. Every time he got a deal, he gave me a call. He looked out like, yo, we scratched that deal, man. It didn't work out. Da 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 da. Now I'm on this. Now I'm on this one. I was like, alright, uh, cool. And he was still cutting the checks at the time, so it didn't really, it didn't make no difference to me. I was gonna work with him regardless. So that's where it started. To answer the question, that's where it all started. And then a few other people had had called, you know, uh, help from help from my my ex manager Christy Clifford, who's still family. Work, work, yeah. And she she got me some work um, with other ghostwriting situations, and then um, also uh, Mark Pitts got me some work um, on some other situations as well. You know, um, Angie Martinez. And stuff like that. And I worked with Teddy Riley and Guy, and um, it just started going. And then, then I met Timberland, and Tim started, you know, uh, giving me work also on on different stuff. So it was pretty cool. 
No, that's but that's how it started. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, and was it a difficult thing to write for another person? I mean, how did you, I mean, how did you when you writing some of the I guess some of the secrets possibly that you can give out is what puts you in the mood as far as writing for another person, or do you just write? That's dope because you know, like a lot of people won't ask that. That's a good question. But um, in all honesty, I wrote for the person how I wanted them to sound. Like you know, damn, I, I would love it. If Gav sound like this on this song, you know, or Angie, Angie, when I wrote, when, when I was helping Angie out, it would be dope if she could sound like this, because that's what I would listen to if it was a female. Because, you know, a lot of dudes have trouble listening to female MC, yeah. you know, but if they dope, then they open their ears. So I always wanted a female to come across a certain way. And, and I, I, would, I say female because I wrote for mostly females. But when I wrote for a female, it was like I wrote for her like the way I wanted. I wanted her to like what I wanted to listen to when when I listened to her music. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying? So that's how that's how we did it most of the time. That's that's how we you know they gave me the music and I was like, oh, I could hear her sounding like this on this beat. I'm pushing beat. You no, know, or oh, I could hear I could hear Teddy sounding like this. Or when Tim gave me a chorus, you know, write the hook for this, and I'll be like, oh, I know how I want this to sound. I already know how I want this to sound. You know? Yeah. So it it was like that. Like I put I put myself. In, in their mind and, and how I wanted how I would love for them to sound for the consumer that's buying their music you know what I would think would catch the consumer's eye or ear I should say what was it like what's the difference between you know or how do you feel when you hear you know the ghost writing songs or the songs that you wrote for someone else you know starting to bubble versus you know you as an artist you know you doing your thing you know what, talk to me about that man what would you rather be that's crazy because I always, um, you know, I've had deals. I have my own deal, my solo deal. I have my group deal. But I always love being behind the scene, you know. I, that was my favorite thing to do was to create the music and write and write songs and see it come to life. And then see, like, you know, back in the day, it'd be like the Source magazine and they would have the Source rhyme of the month. And when I got that one time, well, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It wasn't me. What the fuck? Damn. Like, Damn. <laughs> but, that, but that's me, though. You know? That, that's, that's me. That's crazy. Yeah. That's me. You know what I mean? But it was dope because I was like, damn, they loved it because of the way that person brought it to life. You know, they loved yeah. it for that reason. But it was great to know that I was behind that. Like That, that was it, your it made game. Me, yeah, it made me feel incredible. Like, it made me feel like I was one of those guys. You know? That shit is dope. So, um, to to answer the question because I still didn't answer. I, I think I like being behind. Like I like writing for people instead of putting my own shit out. You know, but don't let my team hear me say that, man. Right. <laughs> uh, I hate that shit. Nah, yeah, <laughs> Gotta yeah. keep that. Gotta keep that. <laughs> so then you have your own project, right? I know of one album that you did, but I mean. What are some of the albums that you had put out that people can go and listen to? See, my own project was crazy because all the pro—I did three projects, but they never came out. You know, so I can't—I can't direct anybody anywhere. I mean, they could go to my SoundCloud page, DJ Redhanded, you know, and, and check it out. But um, DJ Redhanded, but I, I never really put a full, none of my projects ever came out. Let me see. I did the um, uh, solo thing with Deja Vu. I did have the one release underground with Paul Wall called Best of Both Cities. I thought that was a great project that yep. that probably mm -hmm. got 
a lot of a lot of love down south more than anything in the Midwest, down south area. That's Houston, yeah. Houston was you know, popping at that time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Houston blew up, down, and Paul helped me pop that off, and so did the Grip Boys as well. I got to shout the Grip Boys, you know, Scooby and the crew, and um, and nothing but cocaine shit, nigga. That project is probably the only thing that really got released by me. Like, cause I never really put anything out. It was just a lot of underground stuff. Like, oh, he put one song out, but the album's coming and never came. Come on, man. Then the group was also the same thing. Like, we was ready to go. Album done. A-list producers. Everything was, was super. It was ready to go. And then we got, we got caught in the sauce when, um, LaFace, you know, got, got shook up when, uh, Clive Davis left Arista. Then it left LaFace in limbo And then who was gonna run Arista And then L.A. Reid was going to Arista And then okay now L.A. Reid is at Arista We ready to go Nah what we gonna do is switch everything up We not gonna put y'all out in 99 We gonna put y'all out in three years Oh you motherfucker You know we gonna put out <laughs> okay. We gonna put out Usher, Outkast, Pink all the a- the A list dudes that was on the face they put before us and um, they wasn't even ready yet but they put them they put them before us our project our project got pushed back three four years and this is absolutely shameful just to answer your question like nothing ever came out never had the opportunity to re- release anything which I really did feel like that independent label Deja Vu Records Mo Millions he had my best work he really did have my best work and he still has. The rights to the to that album, which was incredible, and probably one of my best work. We recorded about forty-seven songs, yeah, and, and we we never put anything out really. Yeah, you know that's crazy. So I mean, yeah. and, and, and I had thought that you had put out. I guess it was Best of Both Cities, right? That one you did put out. Yeah, yeah, we put that out. We put yeah. that out on the underground. It was more of a mixtape, you know. But yeah, it was basically an album because we had a lot of a lot of original cuts as well. As rapping over other people's shit, you know, but that was the closest thing to a full project that I released. Released, That's you know. So real. And then we also had the fact the Fox Five that we that never came out as well. Fox Five was like me, me, and um several other members in the Foxy Brown crew, and that album was stupid as well. Yeah, we never put it out. So I mean, mm-hmm. shit, that's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know how you would feel, but I mean, to me, I guess I, I would be hella frustrated, you know, with some of my best work yeah. that's never yeah. aired. That you know, yeah, that's uh, what that's what happened with the whole uh, deja vu thing. It was just frustration that that killed that project because the project was ready to go, and what frustrated me the most was having it ready to go and then we, we we shoot the video and and then uh paul's label at the time i don't even remember the name of that label but they they um they they didn't clear that they didn't clear the, the video oh for so really? they didn't, the video was was the main part of the song yeah and you know melina melina matsuk is my cousin she did she directed that was her first directorial debut yeah. and and we shot that video for like 50 grand and it looked like it was a million dollars, you know? And I think when that other company saw the lit, you know, saw the work, I don't know what happened. I don't want to say, I don't want to assume nothing, but it was just, they didn't clear it up. They didn't, they try to blame it on Atlantic, but several members of, 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 of their own crew told me the real. And I know it was, let's just say it wasn't Atlantic, you know what yeah. I mean? So we didn't get it. We didn't get any clearance. And that then it put me at, at, at odds with my CEO, and me and Mo Million start start bumping heads over that, and then it, that was kind of it. It was like we was both sour mouthed after that, Paul. You know, it was like, nah, man, we had a bad taste, and he was like, man, this is whack. I'm like, word, this is whack. 
man. He just went one way, I went the other, and the project just stayed on the shelf. Yeah, I feel you on that one. That, you feel me? That's got to be one of those things that you just like, like what the fuck? Yeah, I was fed up by them because I've been doing so much good music and it never came out. That was my last. That was my last chance. I felt at it. I'm like, man, I'm not doing shit. And I, I literally quit music for two years. Like, I quit uh-huh. music. DJing and everything. Like I, I got a nine to five for the first time in my life. You know what I mean? And and I was working at a CD store in Oklahoma City called um, CD Warehouse. Yeah. And I remember there used to be a couple of them in San Diego as well. Yes. And because because he, he we was I remember moving and shutting them all down. We went to San Diego, shut down two of them. But anyway, yeah, like that's that whole time I shut it down and I didn't do anything. That's why I stayed in OKC. I was like, you know what? I want to restart in life. Period. I'm done. I just did two, three tours back to back with with Foxy, with Jay, with Kid, with One Life to Live, and I was done. I was done. So that's why it all shut down. Frustration just shut me down. Nah, I feel like that. I mean, it's, like I said, it's got to be hella frustrating, you know, when it comes to that, you know, and, and uh, and oh, and then shout out to your sister. What? She did a lot of videos from Beyonce. Hold on, and- hold on. What'd you call me? That's my cousin. That, that's my cousin? cousin. Your cousin. Yeah. Um, Melina's my cousin. Um, she, she started, you know, she did my video and then went on. She got a lot of other work. Uh, Ludacris after that. And then Neo. And then JLo. And then, um, Rihanna. <laughs> and then Beyonce was the big deal. And then. I hear you be the block, but I'm the like to keep the streets on. No, this true the type that like to keep them on the leash, though. I'm known to walk alone, but I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing, believe me. They kind of made her family, and she was doing a lot of Beyonce stuff, including the tour video, like, on stage and stuff. They used Melina for everything, but Melina got into commercials, and then finally, a couple years ago, she had her first movie, which was called Queen and Slim. Now let's go. Who is self-defense? We're in the black money and class. In the city breaking and everybody shaking up. How you the police? We don't have to outrun them. We just have to make sure they don't know where we are. This is Kentucky, my friend. There's a war going on out there. Are you welcome this into our home? Is this y'all? Y'all really gave us something to believe in. We need to death for real. Let them go. They got them black Panthers. Power to the people. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was her first movie, and, and um, you know she did a lot of stuff, but you know on HBO, and, like, she, she really took off. She took off after that. It was a good, it was a good situation for her, you know. It was crazy to see her out there in Houston, and then next thing you know, you know you see her in all these videos with Beyonce and everything. And it's like wow, like that. That's her work. Yeah. It was crazy because me, me and Paul. I don't know my, my favorite director back then before my cousin was Paul Hunt. Paul did a lot of the, the Biggie and, and Puff stuff, and so did Hype Williams. And it was him and Hype Williams doing all the all the videos back in the day, the good videos. Anyway, you know, they was always going at each other. But anyway, yeah, Paul, Paul Hunter and I became friends through another friend of ours, and I told Paul about my cousin. And Paul, he put my cousin down with his company, and that's how it all started. You know? oh, okay. So it was, it was yeah, it's definitely in the family, man. Definitely in the family. And now, now we got another cousin that blew up and she's basically one of the number one photographers in the game at least one of the hottest she does all she does like a lot of stuff her name is Lelani Forster and she got a lot she's on the rise now too she just did the um 
photo shoot for the first black Supreme Court lady. She did those pictures and she did a lot of other important, really important pictures. Y'all can look that name up later, but you can Google it right now. Yeah, she's on her way now too. So yeah, it's definitely all in the fam. What's up? You know what I mean? You are listening to Tough Talk Radio. We will be right back. It's to both cities, baby. Far, wild, red-handed. My boy Scooty on, what's up, Scooby? Good boys. I'm just saying, check the resume, baby. They love me. Them girls, girls love how I walk. Them girls love how I talk. Them girls love all my cars. I hear them saying, ball, motherfucker, ball, motherfucker, ball. Girl, do your thing. I think I got her tripping off my New York train. She hear me saying things like, what's really good with you? What's poppin'? I'm wondering if I could hit you. I hit her with that pimp when you come into my kingdom talk. She said my diddy bop is sorta like a penguin walk. Took her from Nine West to find the best. Be all stars like bitch, this could be all yours. Whoa. I got swagger, uh-huh. I got style. Okay. These little mamas love my ice style smile. I got money in my pocket in a hell of a mad game. I see a dime piece and shoot at her like Mac Payne. I'm Paul Wild, I'm a ladies man. My game sharper than a razor, I'm more cool than a fan. I got a hell of a resume for Gang spitting before you know what they locked down like it was prison. These females say they digging my vibe, but the fact of the matter is they like the car that I drive. I ain't a simp. Nope. I'm something like a playing pimp with no keys, but I got more baby mamas than Sean Kim. Wasn't my New York accent that got a back bent? Wasn't my choice of words when my voice is heard? Was it the M class with the tank class or the pink cash in my pocket? God damn, let me stop it. I'm dangerous with this topic. I spent a week in the tropics with all the beaches and topless. I'm flashing my different watches. Don't make me bring the rings out too These bitches love every little thing I do Them girls love how I walk Them girls love how I talk Them girls love all my cars I had them saying ball, motherfucker, ball, motherfucker, ball I'm in the club and my hat is low I'm hood, but I'm snatching up the baddest hoe So I disappear like a magic show And after that I'm right back trying to grab some more, bro You know school, just meet them, then I hit them And take them right back to the same spot I met them And they be calling later saying a nigga misled them But I don't even take them to dinner, I just quit them I got these girls going crazy for their wallpaper I'm something major giving all my ex those vapors, they got caught up trying to be my wife, but I'm never to the game, baby girl. This is girls love how I want. liking you too much. They want to be a gal on the count that you fuck. And on the real dog, I ain't even much choose her. I'm running on these hoes without lacing my shoes up. <laughs> and I ain't got no pimp cup. They still like the shit. I'm just keeping it real, bro. Your bitch want to fuck, and I'm trying to pimp her. Because most likely that's all school going to girls love how I want. Them girls love how I talk. Them girls love all my cars. I had them saying ball, motherfucker, ball, motherfucker, ball. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Red Handed, and right about now, you're listening to Tough Talk Radio. Because I do talk tough, and I do do tough things. Oh! You're a well-rounded artist, you know, from writing rhymes, emceeing, ghostwriting, all these different things, and then you're also, you know, I mean, your DJ skills is, is crazy. How did you get into DJ? DJ was my first love. That was That's what started everything off at 11 oh, years real? old. Yeah, while we was doing that in the house, me, my cousins... On the milkman and Pacino Brown, we was just in the, in the house making songs since we was like little. Like, milk was nine, patch was, patch was 12, I was 11. 
we was that's when we started and my dad bought me my first set of turntables that's how it all started and and we started we would make be I was, I was making beats at, at 13 12 and 13 years old I was already making beats literally we yeah. was going to the studio we was going to the studio a real studio by the time we was 12 13 and nine he was milk was nine Holy and um, shit. uh they just let us do what we wanted to do like my parents they kind of was just like yeah we'll let them do whatever they would do as a hobby and then right around the corner from us gangstar lived we found out gangstar lived around the corner from us in bronx what and we stopped guru one day on the street and he just started giving us tips on how to rhyme because he heard our music but he was like you're not rhyming right you gotta write with compound words and do this and do that then he would let us walk around with him in the bronx and and that's how the the situation with us and gangstar got really cool but guru was really a part of the way i write in the beginning he, he helped me right and all of us right he's the reason why we write the way we write today you know i mean later on when i when i travel with jay and, and travel with fox is when i learned the rest of my technique but yeah it was it was definitely guru at first and premier is the one who taught me how to dj with just my right hand now they have to use my left hand no more to scratch hey. I could just use my right hand that's so, crazy so, dude yeah so they was living around the corner in a one in a studio apartment him, Guru, and a, and, a, and a dancer, which is my boy, HL. And they were all in one little studio apartment when they first, 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 first dropped Manifest. I profess and I don't jest, cause the words I manifest, they were taped to date to. And I was pressed upon you to leave for. You ought to read your minds and souls, so you can lead yourself to be. I got a real objective here. I am affected here, cause I select a clear method for all, such as I fall and fall wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. That's when we you were there. You were right there and seen all that shit drop. Yeah, I yeah. See. We were going wow. all their videos, and we went to Positivity video after that. And we was with them for every album after that, basically, basically in a way. You know, we was always kind of. I I actually sold DJ Premier the loop for just to get a rep. The first hit they really had, their first really big hit, and and um. It was just in a bunch of records I gave them from my, my parents' house. And, you know, like that's that's always going to be fam, you know, always going to be family. But that's, you know, the DJ thing started at 11 and I just rock. I kept I kept getting better. And, and my father kept buying me better, better equipment. By the time I was 16, I started making the mixtapes and the, the mixtapes got big in the Bronx, really big in the Bronx. And that's when um to make a long story short, I was doing house parties all around apartments and I was just getting too big for the house party because the lines would come outside the building from the apartment all the way outside the building around the corner. And um, this one kid who was coming to my all, all my parties, he kept telling me he want he wants me to meet his mother. Yeah. And his mother, his mother was a promoter, one of the biggest promoters in the Bronx. And um, she she's the one responsible for taking me from the apartments to the club. My first club, I was 17 and I couldn't get in the club. But she told the owner, he's my DJ. He's working. And she found a loophole and, and they let me rock every week. And my mother said I could keep the job as long as I make it to school on time. And Man, that's um what's up. that's crazy. That's how that's how I got um recognized in the Bronx. Those mixtapes blew up. I was doing one every month. You know, that was when mixtapes was real mixtapes. And um it just I just was playing all the new songs. I would go to uh I would go to all the record companies and get all the latest songs before they came out. And my first, like my first ten or ten or fifteen songs, was all brand new. So everybody wanted my mixtape. So one mixtape I sold to each store, and they would, you know, give me like eighty dollars, a hundred dollars, 
and then make a bunch of copies and sell them all around the Bronx and I would get parties like that that's you know? what's up one of the things I, I like to hear too is you know or talk about is I mean you did legwork you know what I'm saying hearing you talk about how you know you had to go to every label and stuff I mean how was it like yeah. feeling like when you're going to these shops like how did that make you feel and then what was that environment like dropping that newest song and, and you having that new song like how did that feel and being yeah. young you know what I mean yeah that was crazy yeah cause I was still in high school so I was blowing up and I was in high school so, wow. I was 16, 17 and I was blowing up and I, I run this motherfucking city my name was good so I was like damn I could run in these record companies and they'd be like red handed what's up you know and they're like yeah here's the yeah. new Biggie here's the new this is a new artist we have and they were giving me new stuff like on on vinyl and and stuff that wasn't even on vinyl they was giving me a tape of so i would have to play it off the tape onto my tape yeah cuz i wanted to i wanted to be the first to play it and you know clue could tell you the same story we all wanted to be the first to play the song when we got it so clue and and all the other people that was making mixtapes at that time we was trying to be the first uh kick pre wasn't really making mixtapes as much by the time i started making mixtapes you know yeah so it was just me doo-wop uh clue uh a couple other cats that was really sns that was really popping you know so we uh, we, we would run around and then sell them so i had like 15 stores that were selling my mixtapes so you go in and see all the latest red-handed the latest dj clue and i was i was in that bunch you know yeah. so i was i was i was good i was like i was looked at like at one of the elite dudes that sold mixtapes you know and um just a bunch of people making mixtapes back in the day with all the new stuff and it was exciting to have that music and when you did a party they expected to hear that they expected to hear those new records so you had to be ready and, and I found ways and Premiere would, would show me ways to get certain records pressed up just for your party it was it was cool it was, it was like it was how we started you know yeah. it was how we how we got our gig and it was those, those guys would come to our parties like if I was in a club You'll see the radio guy from Bad Boy coming in with, with new vinyl on his arm, walking towards the DJ booth. Like, uh oh, what he got? You know, and he'll come, yo, this is Puff new song. I'm like, oh, bet. He said, play it right now. I said, no, I, I play it right now. He's like, yo, play it right now. We just put it on right there and then. You know, the energy was different back then. <laughs> it was just this different. is fire right there, boy. Yeah, man. So that, that was that was a cool part. Hey, so so you 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 came up in that golden era, you know where. You know, the music business was like music business, man. Talk about the transition to now, how these kids are able to come out and, you know, sell millions with downloads and stuff like that. You know, That's how's crazy. that kind of affected, you know, the, the music game, the way you see it? It's crazy, man, because I guess it makes it more tangible. Uh, I mean, easier to get a new song because the song comes out today. You got it. You know, yeah. everybody has the new song. It's not exclusive as exclusive for a DJ to have it like a DJ he doesn't have any exclusive music anymore because everybody hears it at the same time basically you know unless unless my boy is is Drake and I could play it first tonight before y'all get it tomorrow right. you know that's about it but even when I played it tonight somebody recorded it and they got it right oh, yeah. and they got it so it, it was not as exclusive as it used to be when you knew if clues tape was coming out tomorrow or my, my new mixtape was coming out tomorrow you know he was like yo red when is red like you could go to the store you ask the dude like when is red hand is new and dry oh he said he's bringing me tomorrow so everybody's waiting tomorrow like 
They walk like dudes that bought mixtapes back then walked in the stores and asked <laughs> when their favorite DJ was dropping. And he could tell you, like, oh, he's coming. He said he's bringing it tomorrow. You know? And these guys that sold your tapes was calling you. They were like, yo, Red, when are you bringing the new one? Like, yo, no, next week, Monday. So, oh, all right, cool. Because they like to be able to tell people to get them hype. You know? I'm going to get this dude hype. He's going to come in. He's going to he buy the new Clue. He's going to buy the new Red. He's going to buy the new SNS, Craig G, and Chubby Chubb. You know, he's going to buy all these tapes from me. I'm going to make money. Man. That's the way the way they did it. You know, but to see the new guys now, they make music and they put it right out. They can put it out tonight. You know, they put it out. Yo, I leaked this on my SoundCloud. I leaked this on my YouTube. Or, you know, we shot a video last night and now it's out today. Like, they got everybody in-house, you know. Everybody's in-house. Everybody they can, and it's so easy to get the music to their fan. It's just that's the difference, man. It's just no, you know, it's no weight for your music no more. Now, do you think that? Okay, well, this is a two-part question. Now, the first part of it is now, how does that affect your excitement about music? And then the second question is, do you think that the accessibility to artists has diminished the quality of music? I don't know if it diminished the quality because you still love the new Kendrick album, right? You still, it's still a quality album. But um, okay, well, let me, let, let me rephrase it to this way. Okay. For those artists that take their time in between albums, it doesn't apply to them because obviously they took their time in yeah, the quality yeah. of, of their work. But I'm talking about cats that are just putting out albums. Like you said, as soon as they cut a record, they put it out without like, you know, really, you know, cause yeah, as an artist, your hottest shit. I don't I don't really like like the dudes who put out music every week because a lot of the times it's not it's definitely not quality you know I, I could say a few names but I won't but I'm a DJ so I hear every song like literally I, I could download at least five new songs every day at least five new songs you know and I'm saying at least because I'm just saying that maybe one site I go to and I could probably get like five new records today and it'd be like dudes we know five yeah. dudes we know you know like like a like a this person like a that person we're like oh shoot damn he just when he dropped this just like as a, as a throwaway you know what yeah, I mean yeah, and yeah. We, we just wondering what's up like where did this maybe this was a throwaway from the last album and it made and they just throwing it out and then you don't even hear like I could I could have a record cause I I, I basically down, download music almost every day right at least some kind of one song, two song, every day there's something that's dropping. I'm like, oh, let me put this in the, put this in my Serato, you know, and just have it. And the shit, I will never play that record at a, at a party, ever, ever. And then there'll be records that drop, because most records drop on Friday. So I'll, I'll drop, I'll, I'll download a bunch of music on, on Friday before I go to work Friday night. And I'll never even have to hit that record. I'll hit it just because I want to hear it in the club, you know. But really, it's not it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, even though they heard, they may have heard it like Drake album dropped tonight, right? They listen to it. We in the party tomorrow. I could play a song off there, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's that new Drake." But it, it won't drive the party crazy yet. But they'll still, you know, they'll love it. But it, it, you know, it's just different, man. It's just the energy is different. It, I'm hyped on a Bad Bunny song when it drops because I know when I bring it to the club. Everybody's waiting for that record. I don't know what the difference is right now. Maybe I know that dude is the number one dude in the game, period, right now. And he's the biggest artist in music right now. But when his music hit in the clubs, it's way different than anybody else right now. Anybody else. The energy. 
And I'm not talking about just Latin people. Like the energy is just different. You know, that that beat, win. that beat, those beats that he has, they yeah, move the crowd. It's crazy right now with him, but overall, I don't know. It's just, it's just different. It just takes time. It still takes time to build a song. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I can't. I could play the music tonight that just came out today, and they know it's out. And they heard it in the crib. They heard it. The new Kendrick, I'll play it, and, but there's no hype in the in the club yet. It's still got a bubble for four or six weeks, you know, and uh, or if it's Drake record or whatever the case. But it was different back then when we put the mixtape out and they heard that song. They was like, "Yo!" And then that shit came on in the club. It was hype. It's different. I don't know what I don't know what made it different, but it's diff- definitely different for a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when we, uh, well, that's all another story. This is Tough Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. Y'all cats ain't ready, I'm just too much When I was young my mama said I used to cuss too much Y'all cats ain't ready, I'm just too much Y'all cats ain't ready, I'm just too much When I was young my mama said I used to cuss too much If I ain't know you 20 years, I don't trust you much Go with nothing but thugs and hustle love, yeah. I don't care if they crack it down I'm a drug graduate without the caps and gowns I used to have a thing for buying gats and pounds And I laugh at my rhymes cause you cats is clowns Pass you down, pass you down We take your guns and we blast your rounds Pass the crown to the new female king This is real dog, you nothing but a lean-out thing like the end of the world, we put it all to a stop And chicken heads and dimes, yeah, they all gon' flock And you go against us, and y'all all gon' flock When it rain, you gon' need more than a mop Ain't nobody do it like we do Ain't nobody do it like we do Put your hands up, people, come on Yo, we never run out of rounds. This is life, boy, not football. You out of bounds. In some of you people's houses, I'll be cruising around. Slow it down, cause I think that I'm losing you now. For those that's not lost, tell your hoes to stop. Cause the union is in here, toasted up. When they shoot, you supposed to duck. Look at them by the bar, posing drunk. We don't care who we toasting here. We get you for how much you gross this year. You not a punk, you supposed to fear. Better not come out to the coast, it's clear. Talking beer, you hate Saying how to get a deal that fast But even without this rap game I still have cash My mommy wears, my mommy wears I'm tricking by Vicky Secret Just to cover her for money head Ain't nobody do it like we do Like we do Ain't nobody do it like we do Like we do Welcome back, you're listening to Tough Talk Radio I am your host, Mr. Preston Alongside my man, the CEO, Rich Martini and we have a special guest. Mr. Red Handed. Me and this man right here, I made the worst bets against this guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we going to go there. I, I wasn't going to bring this up. <laughs> I made the worst bets about what we with talking this about? Man, what are we talking about? Man, so, I mean, he's a New York dude. So, you know, I mean, he's Yankees. He, he's Yankees. Knicks, are you, okay, are you Knicks or are you, are you Brooklyn now? You got it, no, you're right. Yankees, okay, Knicks, Knicks and New York Jets. Jets. <laughs> That's, those are his squad. I don't know about yeah. hockey, you know what I'm saying, but, you know what I mean, those Rangers. are his squads, you know what I mean. Yeah. So one time, you know, Chargers, and I'm a Raider fan. 
So he was talking shit about, you know, San Diego. We were we, we talking shit, but we giving each other a hard time and shit. Pause. Right. Right, right. He said, uh, uh, well, you bet me, man. Bet me. The Chargers were doing good. And, and the, yes. Jets, the Jets were whack. So I bet this dude, I, I put it out there. He's like, yo, put a hundred. I was like, I put a hundred. He's like, nah, make it more interesting. I said, what? Don't play with me, brother. So he's like, uh, uh, shave eyebrows. <laughs> so I wish shave eyebrows. So let me speak for all niggas when I say what the fuck. Oh yeah. I remember that shit. <laughs> I remember That's that shit. That shit was crazy. He ain't even lying about that. He said, yo, let's shave eyebrows. I looked at him like, what the fuck? He said, shave eyebrows. I was like, yep. dude. I was like, fuck it. Chargers is winning right now, man. They had the Danny yep. Tomlinson. They were balling, right? Yep. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Went to New York. You lost that bet, bro. <laughs> yeah. Had Rich out here looking like Robocop. <laughs> Yeah, he said his eyebrows took forever to grow back. They did. You know what's the worst part is there's actually pictures of that shit. That's crazy, man. That was right when we was doing Paul Wall. He was coming out to San Diego. That's right. We were doing all those shows. That's right. Um, Me, Warren, we were doing the show right there. We were doing uh, uh, Work That to Work That. Yes. That shit was crazy. We had the chicks up there. Cass is losing their mind. And, man, there was a picture of it. And I was like, <laughs> I tried to wear my hat so low. Shit look crazy. <laughs> I tried to cover them shits. <laughs> so whatever you do, you know what I'm saying? Lesson learned. Don't bet this man. Cause <laughs> don't bet me. <laughs> Probably going to lose that bet. I'm a strategic better. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he is a boxing fan. So you know what I'm saying? So I'll say this, you know what I mean? So. Me too. Previously, I'm so we just had uh, Coach Cam, and she's a female trainer out of LA. Um, she got mm. a lot of professional fighters that she works with, and mm. anyhow, we was going over, and then I had Bone, manager of um, Bum B, mm. had him on, and uh, he's really good friends with Earl Spence, right? Right, right. But yeah, he, Earl Spence. So you know, he, he also knows Terrence Crawford, and you mm. know what the next question's going to be? <laughs> you got. Who do you got? Can we bring this when when the, when the fight happens? We're gonna bring this all back. Yeah, who you bring, got? You can run a table. Okay. I, 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 I listen. All right, I think both fighters are excellent fighters. They're great boxers as well as fighters. They're tech. They're technical. They both have great technique in the ring. They both can do what they do extremely well. Um, I I don't I listen. I I know who I. <laughs> I, everybody's gonna. Everybody, you know, has their own uh, dog in the in the fight. I think Bud is just on a different level. I think Crawford is just on a different level. Yo, me too. He he, he just fights a different fight. Yeah. Because yep. when you get to your level, and then he knows you're at your level, he goes a little bit higher. Yep. You know, and the dog comes out in him, and he he fights a different fight. Like he he wants you to he wants you to pick your game up because when he because when you pick up your game, then he goes say, okay, that's all you got. Now let me take you to this level. You know, yep. that's how Bud fight. That's how he fights. He's a dog. You know? yeah. And I just never seen that dog in Spence yet. And maybe he got it. Maybe he got it. I don't know. But I never seen that dog in Spence. That dog that Spence wants you to hit him so he can get mad and beat you up. Like that that's 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 he knows how to box, fight, high IQ, uh move, swing, uh, d- uh different angles. 
Crawford is a beast, man. And I just don't know if Spence is ready for that animal, that whole animal of Crawford. I got Crawford, man. I got Crawford. 100% agree with you. And I know that fight is is coming up. I know it's next. I know it's next. It has to be. I mean, they say say in October in Vegas. They say in October? I thought they were talking next year. But they're talking this year? They say in October. October in Vegas. Man, yep. Vegas is gonna be off the hook, boy. Yep. Like, we that's might gonna have to be the be fight. For that's, that. that's gonna be the fight to go to. We might just have to be in Vegas. Even if you're there, you don't even yes. have to be at that fight. He's gotta right? be in that, yes. that ambiance of that one. Yes. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a classic. I think that's the Manning Pacquiao Floyd, Floyd Mayweather of our era. Yeah. You know? So but who else I'm you got? Who else you got in boxing though? Who else you got? What about Davis? You like Davis? I like Javante. I think Tank. Tank um, fought really well the other day. His IQ is through the roof. I don't think it, you know people underestimate his IQ in the ring. So that's good for him. Bad for everybody else. You know, I'm glad you think I'm not a smart fighter because I'm gonna outbox you and let you think you win in this fight. And right when you slip, I'm gonna catch you. And that's what he did. Yep. He just waited. Cause Raleigh, no offense, you know, uh, he, he's a, he's a dumb fighter. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he doesn't think in there. He's just trying to knock you out. He just, he's not a thinker. He doesn't, he has no IQ in the ring. None. Bottom of the barrel when it comes to IQ. No disrespect. But he doesn't have a high IQ in the boxing room. That's why what happened happened. Um, but I do like Benavidez. I like that kid a lot. I think I want to see him against a top guy before I really stamp him. But I like David Benavidez and I want to see him fight Canelo. But I do want to see him fight somebody strong before Canelo, you know, like maybe Charlo. And then the winner of him and Charlo should get Canelo. Um, I, I don't I don't take a lot from Canelo after that loss to Duvall. I don't take a lot from him because I know Duvall was so big. And not only that, he was skilled. So if you fight a bigger guy, a, a guy bigger than you and then he's skilled as you, then you're probably going to lose, you know. And I don't, I don't take nothing away from Canelo for one. I just think his balls is bigger than his brain. That's all. Yeah. You know, well, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have took that fight. It just wasn't smart. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, he has everything to lose out of it. Yeah, I mean, he, the other exactly. guy doesn't. You know, what I mean, so he, exactly. So, I mean, when we talked about that fight too, we all said the same thing. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I just defeat. think, yeah, like I just think that the Mayweather fight, Mayweather taught him a lot. Yeah, and his speed went up, his his style went up. He was more of a boxer. All of a sudden, he's just started slowing down again and started being that he wants to muscle everybody down. Yeah. He just got caught slipping. Can't do it against yes. a bigger man. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So we both, we all on the same page with yeah. that. Yeah. Definitely. What do you got on the NFL? Who do you think is going to come out this year? Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep an eye on the Rams, right? They still strong. They got, they got the team to beat right now. True. They clean, you know, um, but I like them young guns, man. I, I like the Bills. I like the Bengals, you know, we can't, we can't sleep on Mahomes. The Chiefs still going to be somewhere in the talk, right? Somewhere True. in the talk. Um, Mr. Brady is old, man, but it seems like he just don't know how to lose. All he knows how to do <laughs> is win, you know? So That's I'm not it. gonna, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna put shit past Tom Brady. And then you got the Aaron Rodgers who's supposed to be in a better position. Man. He's supposed to be better. You know, the kid, the kid, the kid that quarterbacks for the Chargers. I mean, at what time he's gonna have his moment? It's oh, almost that time. Beast. Yeah, it's almost that time. You know, uh, uh, Hub, Hub, Hubbard, Herbert. wasn't it? Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy, man. We got to keep an eye on him. All those there's like four young guns I'm gonna be keeping an eye on this season. 
that yeah. Buffalo Bills, that Bengals guy, the Chargers kid, Herbert. I hate. And there's another I hate. Kid. I hate Mahomes. I hate Herbert. And, and, and now Russell Wilson on the hit list. Well, now. you a Raider fan. I <laughs> get it. Yeah, cause I was like, damn, like Rivers retired, and I was like, hell yeah, we got a chance in this bitch now. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> motherfucking, here comes Mahomes. I was like, ain't this about a bitch? And then right Man, after he Mahomes, ain't going nowhere. And then right after Mahomes, it just got harder because Herbert came in here. I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> i was like man. hey but it's time it's time for your boy man in in in, in vegas to step up though it's time i mean they built the I, team I, around him yeah they, i think this is his, this gotta be his season this gotta be his season if this is not it i don't know when yeah, be i never. really don't know when yeah because what this is like his sixth season or something yeah yep. come on season. man come on it's time if he gonna do it he better do it now it's time to show and prove you know, and he got a hell of an arm. So let's see what he can do. He got some weapons now too. He was just talking about that. Yeah, they they got a, they got a two three year window right now to get it done, and that thing gonna yeah. close back up. They better get it done. But it's gonna be tough yeah. though. That's a tough division. Yep. What's up with your Knicks, man? My Knicks, my Knicks, my Knicks gonna do something. I have a feeling, man. Well, oh. You mean you, <laughs> next year or one day? You mean they gonna do something one day or next year? What are we talking nah, about? I'm gonna go on record. I'm gonna go on record. <laughs> okay. I'm going on record. We getting the seventh or eighth spot this season. Mm. The seventh or eighth spot this season. The Knicks will be in the playoffs this season coming up. Playoffs, not play in. Playoffs. Okay, playoffs. But look, it's like about three or four teams in the East that are ones, and after that, like it's a pick 'em, dog. So they should make the playoffs. I, I would, I would think so. I would think so. I still would like them to make some moves, man. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on none of the players. So I'm not gonna say which ones, but I would love for them to make some moves, man, for real. Oh, they definitely got to wow. make moves. It ain't, it ain't anything of, of you know, cats ain't. It's just they need to make a move. They need to get a couple stars on there. Yeah, at least one. You know what I mean? We got something. We won't even talk baseball because, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do that because you know who the number one team <laughs> in the game is as of today. Even though even though they lost today, they just lost. But but we all know who's number one in the, in, the, in, the, in Major League Baseball today. So we won't even talk about that. But the name of the team is the New York Yankees. And but, I'm, man, look, it's, it's about time, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely time. Well, it's been over 11, 12 years since we brought something back home. Has it been that long? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's time to bring it home to the Bronx again, man, because it's been too long. And the fans in New York don't play that shit. Got it. It was, it was a moment in time where it was like nothing but Yankee talk. For real. For real. I remember we used to be, me and, me and Timbo, we used to be in the studio, damn, I'm taking it back to the music, right? But, but, um, we, we used to be in the, in the, in the studio arguing about teams and he used to always always talk shit about um my Yankees and my Jets and my Knicks and how they were scrubs and he he was this and I always tell him hold up is there any pro teams in Virginia because I can't think of one and he he, <laughs> he always talk about college ball or whatever man, man, man that's Virginia doesn't even have a pro team, bro. You cheer, <laughs> you cheer, you cheer for Washington's team. You know, at that time, he was a Redskins fan or whatever. I don't know what he was cheering for, man. But I remember we used to get in these boards. Him, it was another producer too that I used to work side by side with sometimes talking shit about uh, a, 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 a team 
Man, I can't remember. Man. You know, <laughs> too much X pills back in the day. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! You know, this we can scratch that. Just <laughs> 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 scratch down. This is Candace, and you're listening to Tough Talk Radio, and we will be right back. This is a Black League Entertainment exclusive. Well, this is n- another one of our classic songs. Uh, it reminds me of uh, we went on to meet a young fellow by the name of Notorious B.I.G., Bad Boy Representing, who sampled the record, and me and him, we got a Grammy Award for it. Don't move, you know what I'm saying? We're keeping it real all day, every day. In your bushes, who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, macking holes, my crew's behind me. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music lasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epic secret. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot. Now check it. I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy. I got mad friends with Benzes. See no father layers. True fucking players. Jump in the rover and come over. Tell your friends, jump in the GS3. I got the chronic by the tree. is brought to you by Black League Entertainment on Delicious Vinyl Power by Dash. But going back to the music, um, are, are you working currently on any projects with somebody? Are you, you know, writing for someone? Are you, you know, how are you still involved in, in the music industry now? Still ghostwriting, still submitting songs. I, I, I submit songs to a couple of a couple of albums that's being worked on today. So I'm still ghostwriting to answer okay. your question. Um, I put out a song called Better Days last year, last July, and now this we're getting, we're setting up to for a new release. I'm still putting out music for my fans, you know, for my I like to say for my supporters. Okay. And I, I still put out some songs here and there, like one one or two songs. Every year, I'll, I'll put out something for the people that love to hear my music. Um, so we're putting out a, a new song. It's already recorded. It's called One Finger. It's produced by Sean Stunner. And, and we, you know, we get ready. We get ready to put some something, something to it to support it. You know, we don't just want to throw it out there. We're going we're gonna to put it out there with a good marketing strategy behind it and, and, and see if people see if people like it, gravitate towards it. Yeah. So, artists want to get a hold of you as far as working with you. How would they go about that? Like, um, I'm pretty direct nowadays. Like, I don't have any, 
I don't have uh, many mid- middlemen. I don't have a middleman anymore. So um, you could definitely just hit me up. TJ Red Handed on Instagram. TJ Red Handed on Instagram is a good way. Uh, my email is the same. TJ Red Handed at gmail.com. Um, those are the two best ways to get a hold of me these days. Once you're on those social medias and that email outlet, you're probably going to get at me the quickest, whether it's a, a writing gig or a DJing gig. Even producing, I'm still, we still doing the beats and stuff as well. So that's, that's usually how to get at me quickly. So shout out to Ski Beats and shout out to all the people I worked with over the years on music, like Timbaland, Pharrell, and all those cats, uh, Jazzo, and everybody else who helped us and helped me achieve um, my goals back in the days and even today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the, I mean, the list of friends and stuff, people that you've worked with is, is phenomenal. But like I said, man, uh, lucky. There's, there's stories. I got more stories, you know, saying, you know, man, this man right here, you know, he means a lot to me. And, um, like I said, I salute this man, DJ Red Handed. I appreciate your time. We appreciate your time on Tough Talk Radio. Um, so, uh, uh, appreciate what, you having me, man. Oh, uh, man, it's, it's a pleasure, man. It's an honor's all us, you know what I mean? All right, Playboy, holler at you. All right, I will. Later. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Red Handed, a.k.a. Red Handed, a.k.a. the most underrated, and you listening to Tough Talk Radio, baby. Let's go! Let's go. Fresh out the box like Bam, it's just me and my fam. Best on the block so grand, got like three in my hand. Great. Labels ain't always gonna call, niggas ain't seeing my plan. Nope. Old nigga wanna do it ball, try to get the key to my land. Can't wait for the day I can call my team and tell them I'm rich. rich. Most of my homies gotta hustle, I'm sick of them selling that shit. Yeah, yo. Bunch of motherfuckers low key, D, Emily, Mellon, my bitch. I swear your girl done cheat, she tripped and fell on my dick. My niggas drive wrong on the one way, celebrate Sunday, fun day. Sunday, fun day. Straight to Will Rogers, someday, G5 sitting on the runway. Never know gunplay, used to keep a bang in the Ford or Hyundai. Flip a saddle on the rocks, my shit, she like that Malibu Bombay. Like my bitchy, bougie, smart with a little bit of ratchet. All my shows is movie sick, niggas can't match it. Plans to get my grands, quick to get my bonds. Bands to make her dance, dick to make her come. Put one finger in the air with your left leg, kick, kick, ayy. Put one finger in the air with your right leg, kick, kick, go. Now move to the left, move to the right, move to the left, move to the right, Don't no matter where I go, it's just me and my team. Love that money so much, that shit just be in my dream. That one life boy is back, getting money and I'm coming up good. Give some of my fam, give some of my bitch, give some of my hood. Cut a slut bitch off like shot. Shit, I could go without one. Shot. I don't even really gotta brag, bro. Niggas know what I've done. Got plaques on my mama wall, no cap, I don't tell no lies. Got rocks in my watch so big, give you Elmo eyes. Get more money than buy more glocks. Tell a bartender to find more shots. If them bad bitches gon' slide or not. Security, you gotta keep the side door locked. Ain't nothing, I pass them a Benji quick and I keep it all friendly. Gotta keep it cool, I'm tryna have my 100,000 in Wembley. U.S. to the U.K., 2K, pack two weeks in a suitcase. Only trust niggas in my circle, not all the niggas be two-faced. You get one shot, don't tank the chance. Credit so good, get bank advance. So much love, I thank the fans. Put one up, now gangsta dance. This is Tough Talk Radio, man. Hey, we had a great show. Uh, we answering questions on the next episode. We got a bunch of questions that uh, people that hit us up on IG. And like I said, hey, if you want to get at us, you can hit up at Mr. Preston or at... Black League ENT or 
at Rich Martini on IG. Hit us up, send us a DM, ask us a question. You got something you want to know? You know if you're an artist, you want to know about getting on the show, that was one of the questions. So we'll explain to that next time. As well as uh, do we host new artists? We'll talk about that on the next episode. And like I said, if you have some questions, hit us up. This is Tough Talk Radio. And we out, man. Tough Talk Radio.